the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so, and so we're seeing these things, but there was, I, I, I want to get to the rest of this text, but I would be remiss if I did not point out at least three things back in Isaiah, the sixth chapter, I would be remiss if I did not point out at least three things that we can learn from all that we see taking place with Isaiah at this particular time. The first thing there was is this. We must never lose sight of where it is that our blessings come from and who it is that is providing those blessings for us. We must never lose sight of that, where your blessings come from. Isaiah lost sight of where his blessings come from because the scripture says when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Dear ones, we are the recipients of the Lord's blessings and his favor. But in no way whatsoever have we done anything to generate it, to produce it, to deserve it, to earn it, or to merit it. We are the recipients of God's favor and the recipients of God's blessings. We have done nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it, nothing to merit it. I was up at Mission Creek last night and I told them this, and I'll share with all of you. The quickest way, let me give all y'all a revelation. The quickest way, the quickest and surest way for God to turn off the flow of blessing to your life is for you to begin to believe that you did it yourself. That is the quickest, surest way for God to turn off that flow of blessing. You think you did it? All right, keep on doing it. You think you're the source of that? All right, keep it going then. If you're doing it all yourself, keep it going. If you're getting all those promotions by yourself, keep it going. If you're getting all those those positive marks and, and good grades in school on your own, keep it going. If you're doing all these wonderful things by yourself, keep it going. But dear ones, when you begin to realize that you are the recipient 
of blessings. Yeah. Not the one that generates the blessing. Yeah. You begin to realize that the only person that, that should get credit and receive glory and honor and thanks for everything that comes into my life is God and God alone. He is the one that is deserving of all praise. Yes. So that's the first thing. But the second thing that we want to see is that Isaiah's response. We want to take note of Isaiah's response to the passing of Isaiah. And dear ones, I would like to submit to you that Isaiah's response to the passing of Isaiah was the appropriate response that should be given. Not just because Isaiah was the king and he was Isaiah's friend, but dear ones, it also, we also should give that type of response because it is always a sad thing. I don't want you to hear me now. It is always a sad, sad thing when you see the righteous go astray. It is a sad thing. When you see the righteous go astray and it becomes even sadder when you see the righteous go astray and never return. Yes. Amen. That is a tragic, tragic thing Amen. to see the righteous go astray. Uzziah was a good king, but he went astray and it led to his destruction. And I would like to submit to you, dear ones, that Isaiah's response to the downfall of Isaiah was the right and proper response that every true saint of God should give when we see the righteous go astray. We see the righteous go astray and we want to gossip. We want to talk. We want to judge. We want to criticize. We want to laugh. We want to make fun. We want to do all these things. But dear ones, the appropriate response when you see somebody who, who has walked with the Lord, who has lived for the Lord, who has served the Lord, and you see that person begin to stray off that path of righteousness and go back into sin, back into bondage, back into whatever it was that the Lord brought them out of. Dear ones, that should drive you to prayer. That should break your heart. That should cause you to cry out to the Lord. Lord, with one of your mighty outstretched hands, reach my brother. Reach my sister. Get a hold to their mind. Get a hold to their heart. Grab them and draw them back with your cords of love. Draw them back to a place of safety and soundness and security in you. Bring them back home, Father. It should cause us, drive us to prayer. We laugh, we mock, we talk, we gossip. Do we really pray? It is a sad thing. So we should be praying, Lord, with one of your mighty outstretched hands, get a hold to my brother, get a hold to my sister. And Lord, with your other mighty outstretched hand, keep it on me. Keep your hand on me. Because Lord, if you don't keep your hand on me, the same thing that happened to them could easily happen to me. And I could be the one that goes astray. I could be the one that walks away from the path of righteousness. I could be the one that somebody else has to intercede because for to draw them back home. If the moment, here we go now, the moment you believe that what happened to somebody else could never happen to you, you have already placed your feet on that path. The moment you believe that, 
The moment you think, I would never do that. I'd never be like that. That never happened to me. You'd never catch me doing that kind of stuff. Those kinds of things would never come out of my mouth. You have already placed both your feet squarely on that path. So we should be praying, Lord, draw them back. And Lord, please keep your hand on me. Because what happened to them could easily happen to me. And thirdly, dear ones, we want to take note of the fact that it is during this time of difficulty and hardship that Isaiah is going through that we find him going to the house of God in order to find some help and some relief from what he is going through. Now, and we know that he goes to the house of God because we're told that this revelation that the Lord gives to him, it happens, it happens for him while he's in the temple. So we know that he goes to the house of God. And dear ones, it is during the difficult times in our lives that they should not cause us to pull away from the house of God. They should, call, they should drive us to the house of God. When you're going through difficult times, dear ones, one of the first things that the devil will tell you to do is don't go to church. Don't go to church. You, you, you got too much going on today. Don't go to church. You got too much trouble in you today. Don't go to church. You need, to, you, need to, you need to call this person and talk to that person and, and you got to get stuff done. You got to make decisions, get stuff done. You ain't got time to go to church. It's going to take too much time. It's only going to be about an hour or so, but that's too much time. Don't go to church. That's one of the first things that the devil will tell you because he knows that problem shouldn't drive you from the church. It should drive you to the church. It should cause you to come to the house of God. Because here we go. The world can give you answers. The world can and will give you answers. But those answers are always short-term solutions with long-term consequences. That's what the world will give you. It's only when you come to the house of God and you begin to talk to the people of God and you get instruction out of the word of God that you are going to get answers and solutions that are lasting, that are real, that are helpful, that are beneficial for your life. You may get something you don't want to hear, but you will get something you need to hear. It may not be what you want to hear, but it will be what you need to hear to help you with that situation. And so Isaiah goes to the house of God during this difficult time in his life. But notice the text. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Now, in some of the more recent translations or or, or transliterations of the Bible, they just say that Isaiah saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. But in this old Bible that I got, this old King James Bible, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting on a throne the the word the insertion of the word also is significant because also is an adverb and the word also it means likewise or in addition to it's likewise or in addition to so so if I were to say you know Sean Sean I I was at the mall the other day and I saw brother Daryl there but I also saw Deacon Foreman there. So I saw Brother Darrell there. That lets you know one thing. But by saying I also saw Deacon Foreman, that lets you know in addition to seeing that him, I also saw him. 
The scripture says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. I went to the temple because my heart was breaking. I went to the temple because my mind was perplexed. I went there to try and find some relief from the from the sorrow and the sadness that was gripping my mind and gripping my heart. I went there so focused on that. But when I got there, I also saw something else. I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. I went to the temple. Because my heart was breaking. I went to the temple because my mind was perplexed. I went there to try and find some relief from the from the sorrow and the sadness that was gripping my mind and gripping my heart. I went there so focused on that. But when I got there, I also saw something else. I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up. And so, and, so, and so Isaiah goes to the temple, but he goes there, and as he sees the Lord, he's still dealing with the death of Isaiah. He's still dealing with the pain and the hurt that he is experiencing. But he goes there, and he now sees the Lord, a vision of the Lord. And Isaiah is forced to make a decision at this point. He's got to make a choice. He has to make a decision concerning what he's going to focus his attention on. That's right. What are you going to focus your attention on? Are you going to focus your attention on your pain, on your sorrow, on your problem, on your struggle, on what's going on, what you don't have, what you're missing? Are you going to focus on that? Or are you going to turn your attention and begin to focus your focus on the Lord who is high and lifted up, higher than your problem, bigger than your struggle, more glorious than your issue? Are you going to focus your attention on that or on him? What you going to focus on? You've got to make a decision. Many of us are coming. We come to the house of God and we're trying to go cross-eyed. Keep one eye on your problem and keep trying to see one eye and see Jesus up there somewhere. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself badly. Get your focus off of this. 
and put it on the Lord. He sees the Lord high and lifted up. And he's got to make a choice. What am I going to focus on? What am I going to look at? And Isaiah says, I also saw the Lord. And so in addition to my heart and my mind being so focused on the difficulty that he was going through, he also saw something else. He sees the Lord and God shows up in the midst of his problem and in the midst of his sorrow and in the midst of his pain. And God reveals himself to Isaiah in a transformative way. Dear ones, God will show up at times in some of the most unexpected times. God will show up in some of the most unexpected times. When you least expect him to show up, he'll show up. When you least expect him to reveal himself to you, he will show himself to you. And so Isaiah was forced to make a decision. But notice what we're told. Notice what it says. He says, in the year that King Isaiah died, I, also, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. And with twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And so at this particular time, as Isaiah continues to see all that the Lord is revealing to him, all that the Lord begins to show to Isaiah further helps to solidify for him the Lord's superiority and his supremacy over every other thing that was going on in his life. Because Isaiah, we're told here that Isaiah sees the Lord sitting upon a throne. He sees the Lord sitting upon a throne. Now the Lord being seen upon a throne is meant to represent the power and the authority that he has as the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He is sitting upon a throne. But dear ones, we want to take note of not just where the Lord was sitting. He was sitting on a a throne. We want to take note of the position that the Lord was in. Because we're told that he was sitting on the throne. He was not standing next to the throne. He was not pacing around the throne. He was not squirming in the throne, wringing his hands, wondering what's going to happen next and what should I do. And I'm, I'm not sure. We see the Lord sitting on the throne. Sitting, chill, relaxed, realizing. That he has everything under control. He has all power. Nothing is out of control. Everything is under his control. And there was because we see the Lord sitting, relaxed. He invites us to come and have a seat with him. Sit down and relax. Stop stop fretting. Stop worrying. Stop wondering what's going to happen. What's going to take place. What are we going to do? Dear ones, in this day and time that we're living in, with all of the turmoil that we see taking place in this, in this nation and in other nations, with all of the discord and disharmony, the turmoil and problems that we see that we are faced with, we need to remember that we serve a God who is sitting on the throne. He ain't pacing. He's not pacing the hallways of heaven wondering what's going to happen next. He is sitting down, relaxed, because he knows I got everything under control. And because he's sitting down, it gives us the ability to have peace and to know it's not out of control. 
is under his control. And the best way for us to address the various issues that we have is not to look at each other and wonder what we're going to do. We need to start looking at him and begin to seek his face. But the scripture goes on to say that he is high and lifted up. We we also want to take note that the Lord's position in relation to his throne is that his throne is lifted up. It's high and lifted up. And the position of his throne is meant to represent the fact that the Lord's authority is far above all other worldly leaders and worldly rulers. There is nobody, no ruler, nowhere at no point in time, nobody like our God. The scripture goes on to say that his train filled the temple. Now the train, the length of someone's train was indicative of the level of glory and honor that was to be ascribed and attributed to that person. And so the length of their train was meant to represent the level of glory and honor that that person was to be given. The text tells us that the Lord's train filled the entire temple. Meaning that the level of glory and the level of honor that should be given to the Lord is beyond comprehension. It's beyond measure. It cannot be measured. But dear ones, as we continue on in the text, notice what it says. Get to verse 5. It says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Dear ones, as we continue on in our text, we want to take note of how Isaiah responds to all that the Lord is revealing to him. Notice how Isaiah responds. Isaiah says, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips. I, 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 I say things I should not be saying. I, I, I talk in ways I should not talk. I respond to people in ways I should not respond to people. I, 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 speak, I speak certain things at certain times. I speak when I should be quiet. And I'm, when I'm supposed to be speaking, I stay quiet. So I, I, I've got a problem with my mouth. But the problem that I have with my mouth is really just an indicator and the symptom of really what is going on in my life. Because the Bible goes on to say that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the problem that I have with my lips is not really a problem with my lips. It is a problem in my heart. Amen. Amen. Lord have mercy. And my lips are nothing more than the vehicle that my heart uses to express itself. Lord have mercy. He says, I'm a man of unclean lips. But also, uh, he says, uh, 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 it's not just that. It's not just that. Because as as I'm taking note of all these things, I'm beginning to realize it's not just me that got a problem with my lips. I dwell among the people of unclean lips. I hang out with people that talk like me. I hang out with people that say stuff like I say. I hang out with people that that run their mouth like I run my mouth. I can't point fingers at them because they're doing the same thing I'm doing, and I'm doing the same thing they're doing. I dwell among the people of unclean lips. And so the problem really is not that I have a bunch of friends and associates with unclean lips. The problem really is I hang out with people whose hearts aren't right. But notice, notice something, notice something, notice something. Notice the text. 
Because this revelation, this revelation came to Isaiah as he sees the Lord for who he really is. Notice something. Isaiah didn't get this revelation prior to this. Isaiah didn't talk about his lips being unclean prior to this. It is only as he sees the Lord for who he really is and the glory and the radiance of his majesty that Isaiah begins to realize as I look upon the Lord and his holiness, I begin to see my unholiness. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.